What are we doing? I've been with Harv twice in the last week already, so heard about Harv's life. How's Michael doing? I feel like we haven't talked a lot in the chat either, so like as much as we usually do. I was telling I was telling Harv, I we talked like a few weeks ago. I've just been like just like unplugging more. Mm. It seems like it. I'm I'm it's mainly like I'm trying to talk to my family less. And so, like, I'm just, like, trying to, like, give myself less pressure to talk yeah. to people. Not, like, whether it's good or bad. Yeah. Nice to know you um, think of Bryson and his family. <laughs> that's, 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 the, that's, joke. that's the spin zone. That's the spin zone. Um, so, I've been doing well, though. I, um, yeah. I was thinking about you today, actually, but, like, we haven't heard about Michael's love life. That's a section. Hashtag Michael's love life. Is that what, is that what we were getting at? Is that where the question was? And then Michael said something like, I didn't realize we were dealing with a troll. And then he said something about brother. And I just went red, man. He's <laughs> chilling sideways. I hate your team, Bryce. I, for the record, I hate your team. Like, I would not be happy to GM your team, which is means you'll probably be a solid squad. Yours looks so much better than Michael's, and I hate it so much more. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It's your favorite podcast, Voting in the Majority, coming in your ears again. I am your host, Andrew Harvey, joined as always by my esteemed colleagues, Bryce Mulder and Michael Gutierrez. I've been saying for a long time, it's hard to soar like an eagle when you're surrounded by turkeys. And that's that's really how I feel on this podcast. And, you know, finally, someone in Survivor spoke my words to life um do you guys remember who said that in, in one of these episodes we're going to talk about tonight i do it slips my mind it's it's a good one uh many are calling him the modern day gandhi it's it's from adam he's a he's a specimen <laughs> a, wor- a wordsmith as they say yeah, that's 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 beautiful that's poetic <laughs> i mean turkeys eagles you got it all it's, it's really good stuff uh, we're talking about Survivor Cook Islands today. Uh, this is a great stretch of episodes. For those of you that have been listening to the pod, we've been re-watching this, uh, one of our favorite seasons of Survivor. We're, we're getting into the meat of it, I think, right now, guys. Um, any thoughts before we start breaking down episode six? Any any Anything for the listeners? Yeah, I think Adam might be one of the most frustrating Survivor players to watch of all time. I think that that is something that I'm willing to... I think that I'm gonna I'm gonna stake my reputation on. I love that. Adam is awful. But but him and him and Candace together, you see that little smooch? We'll get to it, but you see that little smooch? We, we I'll, all saw the smooch. I'll tell you what, he is peak like 2006. Like that is what that dude, was just a dude. Just a Adam dude. Adam probably killed it in high school. Dude's Adam dude. was probably captain of the football team and yeah. just he probably killed but, it. But he didn't play football. But he didn't play. He football. didn't play football. But he had the Letterman's jacket. He didn't play a sport. But exactly. <laughs> he had the Letterman's jacket. He had all the all the medallions on it. Adam was crazy in high school. <laughs> Let's get into it, man. This Let's is... get into it. We're Great we're here for, for the for the people that have been with us for two the third episode of Cook Islands, right? We've gone through two. We've gone through two episodes of Cook yeah. Cook this is third. Yeah. If you haven't picked up what we're putting down by now, we love this season, man. This is this is as good as it gets. We're we're just happy to be watching it again. Uh, so let's talk about uh, episode six, right? Coming back uh, to to camp after tribal. Stephanie went home uh, last episode. Christina is a little a little hot and bothered about it, uh, if if we remember. And Adam gets defensive. There's a little confrontation. We talk about it in the new seasons. There's just after tribal, some of the the sparks just start flying. It's a lot of fun. They, you've never heard someone insult someone so directly, but then also act like it's no one's fault. It's like, no, dude, like you're just annoying as fuck. Like it's cool. I didn't say anything, but you're just. It's not personal. It's just you. But that's just that's just Adam. Like Adam's got no relevant space around him. Like he's just like, yeah, I know. Like we all hate you. It's it's okay. Like it's no no disrespect, but we just hate you. The other thing is the dynamic of Christina is a cop in two thousand and seven. Is that when this is? Is it two thousand seven? Yeah, twenty seven. Yeah, two thousand six. Two thousand seven. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What a wild like 
like she probably hasn't been back talked in 15, 20 years. Like oh, just uh, like she's going through it right now and she's not really handling it very well. I don't know if you saw it, but she actually like reached for her baton. <laughs> she was just like, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, hold up. Oh, I have something here. I have something. Just here. It, it just instinct. She grabbed, she like called it in. She's like, I got a four, four three, three, one. Yeah. And that's the oh. best thing about this era of Survivor is like the, the confrontation is so genuine. It's not not some contrived, oh, we're mad at each other about something in the game. It's just, I'm an ass. I don't like you. I don't like her. This, that, the other. Like we're just going at it because of pure raw nature reasons. It's great. And and similarly, in the next, in the next scene, we see ozzy holding his breath for seven minutes at a time or whatever it is and john is just the same genuine reaction he's just like this is ridiculous yeah and even on top of that like yule at one point in the episode goes you know ozzy has really shown his worth the last few days and i feel like we should keep him and vote out penner before him like (laughs) really good yule really good thank you i know you have to kind of get that calm nature about you but Um, like it's it's interesting that it's like just generally like who the person is as a person not their strategy or their game live less reaction more i guess more reaction maybe like less scheming yeah. um i have a quote for this later in the game i love it i love what it game we play so i think yeah. something you just said bryce it sparked something to me they're reacting to who the player really is and not what they think the game's perception of the player is yeah. in the modern seasons it's all well, the jury will probably think this, or this is thought of to be good gameplay. So mm-hmm. I'm going to do that. Like, there's no actual, like, I see this, I do this. It's very like yeah. high level pie in the sky type stuff. The, the only one that is like kind of on top of it is when people are like, oh, Penner's always moving. Because Penner is always moving and yep. shaking. Like, that's the only one that I feel like they're really on top of what's going on in general. Totally, totally. Um, another just great confrontation let's keep the confrontation confrontation train rolling we get cowboy um the reward challenge is coming up bryce i know you're gonna have some thoughts on this i'm gonna let me set the stage for a couple seconds and then i'm gonna turn it over to you because i know you love talking cowboy okay reward challenge you we love cowboy reward challenge is coming up cowboy wants to bring the immunity challenge immunity idol that they won at the immunity challenge the day prior to the reward challenge because he believes it's a god of some kind and contains spirits and represents their uh, strength and vitality on the island and he wants to bring that and represent it at the challenge and show people how strong and mighty they are penner says they shouldn't do that because he thinks it'll come off to the other tribe like they're trying to rub their face in it and one-up them and say hey we we won and you guys didn't we're rubbing our rubbing your face in it cowboy pretty quickly just shuts down and says fine we won't bring it. Have it your way. That's the American mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Bars. Just some tension. Bars. A lot of tension between the two of them. Mm-hmm. It, it gets to a peak and then kind of simmers down. I don't even really care about what you guys think of whether or not they should bring the idol. It doesn't even matter. What The, yeah. the cowboy and Penner interaction. Where are you at on that, Bryce? I'm so glad you brought that up because I think I wrote it. I said... We'll talk about this later, but my question when I watched the scene was, do you think that Survivor made both teams go to tribal because of the idol controversy between Penner and Cowboy? Because they were like, you know what? You didn't bring the idol? Screw you. We're going to both go to tribal. Like, just my thought. Just just a Survivor thought. It's interesting if they do. Feels rough. Yeah. Um... But can I say, yeah, I want to say, I just want to say that I think that Cowboy is right in his intentions. But if I if I'm not mistaken, I I may be really off off point here, but um if and if if I'm wrong here, please someone tell me, but I believe that's not even his religion. Like he's quoting someone else's like this is this is a is a the water god for another for like Thailand and he's whatever. But Yeah. So like he's right, but Penner is like they outvoted him. Like they were just like no, we don't want to bring it. So I feel like Penner's in the right, but I also think Cowboy's in the right. I don't know if that makes sense or if I'm just going off on a oh, tangent, but I, I think that Penner's in the right here. I don't mm-hmm. think that I think that Cowboy is Cowboy is so so naive in like that in like where the game is at. Like 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 Harv was saying, like the fact that they have a pulse on or was it you, Bryce? Someone said that they have a pulse on Penner, and that's like the yeah. only thing that feels accurate. Yeah. And I, that's the same like an understanding for like 
I don't think that Penner actually thinks that it'd be shoving it in their face. I just think Penner just doesn't want to bring the idol because he thinks it's like pointless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he has a good way of kind of flowing into it. Um, I think that Cowboy sounds like a child in this in this whole exchange. He does, but at the same time, that's who Cowboy is. Like, you know what I mean? In general, that's just who, like, he's passionate. He's passionate about his heritage. Yeah. It's so. like if you, also, if you let your child win at everything when they're growing up, they're just going to expect to win no matter what. Like, I feel like it's like, this is something where they don't need to. That's fair. But on top of that, I want to see what Harv thinks about this. But Penner, like, I'm I'm with you. I, I'm with you. I think Penner is definitely in the right. Like, the whole tribe was like, no. But Penner put himself out there as the lead man. Like, Harv, do you think that was, like, a good move? Like, the, like it's a petty argument. I think that what what's Michael is saying right here, like, it's kind of a petty argument. But my, Penner's like, you know what? I'm going to take the point and say, no, we're not bringing them. Yeah, let me address the Cowboy side of it, and then I'll get to the Penner side of it. Perfect, yeah. For Cowboy, I think you're you're totally right, Bryce. He's in the right to say it. But then everything that happens after he suggests it is where he's in the wrong and look, looks really bad. And that's why he gets voted out this episode. He's a liability. You never know what's going to happen. He's going to want things certain ways, then shut down. And you don't know if you can strategize with him. It's just, it's hard to have that on your mm-hmm. side. You don't know what he's going to do. So I, I get it. There there have been people who, I don't, I don't even want to say that what he said is like a kooky thing, but like we'll say Caroline that we just saw this last season. She's True. saying all sorts of crazy things, but she knows where the line is and she knows yeah. when to not cross it and take it to the interview and cry to the camera, but not say it to the tribe because she's got mm-hmm. that awareness. Cowboy just like Michael said, is a child and has no awareness for Penner. Your question was, did he need to like pick this battle? That he took the, he took the lead role. Like, should he take he took the, lead the lead role? role. N- Almost never. Michael is completely right. He was in the right. He said all the right things. His logic was great. He was uh, very verbose and and not like offensive. He didn't say anything like talk down to him too much. Like it was very well reasoned and said, you just don't want that spotlight on you. I want to stay in the background. And I think Penner learns that lesson in later seasons of Survivor. He acts so different than he does on this season when he comes back later on. Mm -hmm. And he's still very vocal and states his opinion, but it it doesn't rise to confrontation like it does on this season multiple times, which I think is a lesson he learned where you can say what you can say what you want, but the second it becomes a more than a, I say it, you say it. If it comes Mm -hmm. back to me, then I start looking bad. That's and survivor. If you if you continue it, that's where you start to look bad. Mm-hmm. And and I want to say to all the people at home, like I'm a cowboy lover, and you might not find a bigger Jonathan Penner no, fan than I mean. That's but the truth. Bryce is number one Jonathan Penner fan. I know. I freaking love Jonathan Penner and John Jonathan. I know you listen, man. I I DM'd you the link, <laughs> but if you're listening, man come on the pod like let's talk i want to i want to talk survivor i want to talk your evolution i will i will have a great time with that so please quick shout out for penner yeah it's it's really good um so where do we go from there we go to the challenge the challenge the challenge doesn't really matter other than i just a personal thing i want to share the the challenge is you get three pairs of people uh running out to try and unentangle people that are wrapped around a pole each each tribe has three people wrapped around a pole a pair of people goes and a tries mast. to a mast yeah thank you of course it's a it's the pirate gotcha. season right um and so all i wanted to say was i had a youth group a church youth group in middle school where we would have like games where you know you go play a game for half an hour 45 minutes and then you talk about god for a half an hour 45 minutes and it's it's youth group we would have games that were like to the level of physical intensity of this challenge of pe- people like holding on to things and trying to pull them apart and like be physical. And like we were getting after it. And this challenge brought back some memories. And I just want to say these are the kind of survivor challenges that I think would be so much fun to do. Like just going to bat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did you guys have like Flicka and what's her name tearing people apart and bending bending legs and breaking snapping ankles they were they were getting really physical in this one it was it was fun to watch but Um, i i do want to reiterate this is the best survivor challenge season of all time quote me on that i'll 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 go to town with anybody if you want to if you want to chat that at one point in the challenge jeff has to yell no choking is one of my notes (laughs) wrong crowd crowd, bryce because no one's arguing on that 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> not not on this pod, but I, hey, we'll get into it later. I got a rival pod going. I got I got five rival survivor <laughs> pods. Yeah, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you, Tyson. Yeah. All right. Next up, immediately after the challenge, arguably the most important part of this season. It's not actually, but it maybe is the most uh, lasting part of this season and how it impacts Survivor going forward. And that is Cowboy's dream. Cowboy has a dream that someone on the island has the idol. They went to exile, they found it, they brought it back, and he's pretty sure that it's Jonathan Penner. Because of this, he thinks that they should split the votes between Penner and Candace, three to three. There's six other people on the tribe, so they have enough to make a tie. And then even if Penner and Candace vote for the same person, the three votes outweigh their two. So they either force Penner to play his idol that uh, Cowboy thinks he has, or Penner goes home, which they kind of want anyway. So it's a win-win. They're safe. If Penner does play his idol, then Candace goes home. It is a genius plan. It has not been thought of up to this point on Survivor because idols are so no. It's the first time anyone has thought of this. There's only one problem. He told the plan to the person that actually has the idol. (laughs) (laughs) He told Yule of this plan. So let's talk about the cowboy of it all because cowboy having this ingenious plan is not something we would expect from us, particularly after what we just talked about. Where where are you guys at hearing this from, from such an unlikely source? Um... I think it's it's amazing. I mean, like I want to I I'm going to ask Michael this question, but like Michael, I know we all love this season, but in general, like this single point, this is a crazy story, right? This is such a cowboy story, but it is lives in survivor history as one of the greatest moments of all time. Like this man literally is talking about credit cards and then figures out how to beat an idol the second season an idol has been played. Is that correct? The second season in my, or is it the fourth? It's 12. So in my head, it's the first, but it's, it, it may as well have been. The... Because they'd never seen it before. Yeah. Right. No, they have, they would have seen it because one okay. of the opposites are. Yeah. You're right. You're right. So they saw it. But the thing is, he literally came up with the strategy to be an idol that everyone uses the rest of the survivor history this point alone i know this isn't very controversial on this pod but literally this moment alone makes the season a top 10 seasons of season of all time mm. Bars. yeah okay. i think it I is that, what i can get on board with that because what i would say this is again if, if survivor super fans out there just really listening to re-listen i would Say that 31 is an all-time season because of what I forget what that woman's name is. Ellie. She huh? Ellie. You're thinking of 41, maybe? 31? Kelly Wentworth. 31? Oh, Kelly. I thought you said Ellie. Kelly. Oh, 30, I thought Ellie as well. Wentworth. Kelly, Kelly Wentworth. No. Oh. Mm. Sierra. Okay. Oh. Oh, she votes out her mom. Yeah. The, no, but she voted her mom out in a different season. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, just like she has the idea, she has the concept of these fluid alliances, these mm-hmm. alliances that can change episode to episode. Mm-hmm. And I that sticks out in my head very vividly. And I think I didn't give Cowboy the credit that you're giving him now. And mm-hmm. like, yes, that is a really, really big point. And like that liter- leads to the evolution of a, a great winner or great characters in 31 because it, it is a big role. It is. It, it it changes the history of Survivor. Quite literally, in the slightest moment, you wouldn't even notice it if you don't know Survivor. But, like, it changes the game. And it, it, keys, it keys Yule into the fact that this idol is making people think. Mm-hmm. It which does. is very important. It uh, does. Because Yule's in a power position at this point. He's got an idol. He's got an alliance. He's got everything maybe, he needs. He Maybe he didn't realize how impactful it could be or how Mm -hmm. also how vulnerable it can be as well but yeah um yeah no i think it's a good point i think um it also speaks to i mean we can talk about it just like we talk about it in the current seasons it speaks to the maybe naivety of cowboy but also like the trust that you was built that Mm -hmm. yule was one of the first people like for cowboy to say that to yule who was also Mm -hmm. on exile is a misstep on cowboy's part yeah one thousand percent you need to bring this to Jen- Jenny. 
I think you bring it to Jenny, who ha- who hasn't been on Exile. Yeah, Jenny. Oh, I don't know. It's probably not. But I think that you're a hundred percent right, and I think that he missteps there. But like, he trusts Yule. He really does. They've been together the whole time, and just knowing Cowboy's personality, if you were on the original tribe, he wants to be aligned with you. So, yep. It's not her. Look- what was her name? Don't know. Becky. I see both of you. Becky. Becky. Good there talk. is a Jenny, though. Yeah. Okay, so, oh, Jenny was also on the tribe, though, yeah? Jenny was on the original tribe, but she has since on Raro. Raro, yeah. I'm good with everything else. Could we, we do we even need to tra- talk the vote outs? Cowboy goes home and... Nope. Cowboy and Christina Cowboy, go home. Cowboys, it's vote voodoo. I mean, Cowboy thinks that they're going to split those votes. It's a they great don't. idea, but ultimately, I think another survivor staple is that these ideas never go to plan. Yeah, they never go to plan. And some, yep. So, because it doesn't work in Candace or Penner's favor. Yep. Um, couple of small things on the vote. This is the one where, like we said, there's two votes. So I two gets to eat uh, bread and lamb shanks while they watch oh, the the oh. Raro vote out. Mm-hmm. Um, demolish those while during the Raro tribe. Uh, tribal. Just a quick quote from Adam. We kind of already touched on this earlier, but regarding Christina, he says. She's just different from the rest of us. She can't change it. That's just the way it is. So, oh. God, just brutal. Um, Adam's goaded. And they and they send, so they choose Nate. That's what I was going to say. The last little bit is I2 gets to pick uh, a rare member to kidnap who will get to eat some food, go back to camp with them, and help them in the next reward. They choose Nate. We'll talk about why this is a good strategic decision. Maybe. My, yeah. My immediate reaction was going to be just for the record. I thought they maybe would try and protect like time a weaker opponent, like protect someone. Like, yeah, I didn't even think about the next challenge. Like, as soon as I heard they could protect someone for the night, I was like, that's what they're going to focus on. They went a different route, which I think, you know, we'll talk about in the next episode, but they knew that Nate was not going home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, still chose mm-hmm. Nate. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. We'll talk about it soon. Um, let's go on to episode eight. Because just a real quick one for our listeners, episode seven, what that we're skipping was a, a call to closer look where they show us the behind the scenes footage of the first half of the season. So we're not going to talk about that one right here. We're going to move on to episode eight. So the first part of episode eight, as we were alluding to, Nate is kidnapped and comes back to the I2 tribe with them. I2 kind of tries to poke and prod and ask questions, but Nate is not really given in and doesn't divulge any information that is that helpful. Uh, we'll get a little bit of strategy. Oz is currently the vote. Uh, for the tribe, it feels like. Um, but then we go into the survivor catalog where they're getting to choose their reward challenge items that they would get if they win. Both tribes settle on peanut butter as an obvious choice. And then there's a, a divergence there. I too thinks potatoes for the quantity and the kind of nutrition that they'll give. Whereas Raro is kind of on the bread side. And by Raro, I seem to mean Parv and maybe a couple others are really Adam. strongly pushing Adam for bread. And they're just like, just imagine how a peanut butter and bread sandwich will taste. And there's not really much logic there. About it just a second ago. Potatoes is almost objectively the correct, the correct decision, right? Yeah, it, it also feels like there were a couple of times in this. Um, there are a couple of times in this episode where I noticed like these like Caucasian or white characteristics really coming out. Mm. And, like, like I think she even says, but maybe she says peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, even though jelly's not there. She says mm-hmm. like, just she like says this, peanut butter sandwiches for sure. Yeah, like she says peanut butter sandwiches, like just like these things. I think that maybe it's next episode. Penner says something about like I want four Caucasians at the end, like mm-hmm. just like some weird stuff that like I. Kind I think of, it's this episode. Yeah, like I just kind of it's yeah because they're they're trying to identify, so <clears throat> that was kind of a moment for me where it's like personally, granted, like. I'm but like I just wouldn't peanut butter sandwiches wouldn't be wouldn't do it for me. And it's just Michael, a weird cultural thing. It's really just so true. Like I can't believe they chose fucking sandwiches. Like that is so stupid. Like well, that's like surviving nature 101. I don't know. Like I, I'm taking potatoes. To be honest, I forgot this happened. And when it was coming up as a question, I'm like, potatoes, what are what are y'all doing? And then they went to I2 choosing potatoes. And I was like, of course they did because they're smart. Like yeah. 
potatoes last you some time. Like people have survived famines on potatoes. Like what are we doing? We're choosing one night of a peanut butter sandwich, dude. Bread lasts you nothing. I'm, I was so mad. I was so mad. But they did themselves a favor and they just lost. So it didn't matter. Exactly. And they said, you know what, this is too divisive. You know they didn't, <laughs> they didn't deserve peanut We're butter sandwiches. Take the decision out of our hands. That is facts. That That's exactly right. Don't worry about it. No, don't even worry. We suck anyway. Dude, oh my gosh. Brad Brad was the one on Raro that was arguing for potatoes. And if Brad had busted out, guys, people have survived famines <laughs> on potatoes. I would have lost it. That would have been so funny. <laughs> oh, no, but like, okay. Any, seriously, no, that's a fact. You're right. Um, so too, this is what Michael was talking about a second ago. I too has Nate sit out of this competition. And this is where I think you will really prove three or four steps ahead instead of one or two. He's thinking instead of who we want to protect from this vote. This maybe doesn't matter. He's like, we want to win tomorrow. That's what we care about. We don't care about them. We care about us. Let's take their best competitor. Nate obviously participated now because I too doesn't trust them. He would, he went for his original challenge. Really smart strategy. Also real quick. I think you will think these guys are all fucking dumbasses. And like, and you, if, you're if right. they want someone on the team, then he doesn't want him on that team either. Because like <laughs> they're probably like like I just think he thinks that they're gonna make bad decisions. Who did they vote out? They vote out Christina and okay. yeah. fine choice, but like yeah. I mean, is Christina swimming though? Like like my guy Brad wanted to do the puzzle. He's he's, he's spatial Dude. visually spatially very talented. So he's a puzzle oh guy. God. Brutal. Brutal. All right, and I just want to give Ozzy his credit. Not only is he physically better than everyone, in all of these challenges, he's just smarter than them. This, in this one, they're swimming, I don't know, 100 yards out uh, into the ocean with a club to jump and break a, a box to get something down. Ozzy doesn't, like everyone else, swim one-handed, holding the club, awkward freestyle on his side. He tosses the club ahead 30, 40 yards, and then swims after it like a dolphin. He, he could already swim like a dolphin with the club, I'm sure, but he just makes it easier on himself because he's smarter than them. So, yep, exactly. Any, any chance I get, I just want to shout out just how good he is at all of this. It's amazing. So fun he's, to watch. He's so good. And like, we just see the greatness of Ozzy in these couple episodes. And no spoilers for the rest, but I love Ozzy. But let's rank the swimmers Ozzy, my second is Yule. And my third is Parv. She's got incredible form, dude. Parv, she does. She's like, she's got really good form, and she swims pretty quickly on there. All, all I'll say is, every time Raro is swimming, they're a full person behind. So yeah, not- but but it wasn't because of the Parv in that one. She no. actually caught up time. She did. She she was she neg split it. I agree, but it's just you know, it's a hundred percent. But I'm saying like capacity wise like if we're saying like you know travis kelsey's a tight end and he's so much better than all the other tight ends so value like par's value over like candace is more than like brad over okay whoever penner we could have said tyree kill or someone else on that's not on our fantasy team no but we you know we had to say like tight end value you know come on we're thinking through you will never catch me saying a bad thing about Parv's form. It's nice. Um, so right after this, I2 wins the reward challenge here and then Adam to exile. Nate, who obviously didn't participate in the challenge out of force, not by any choice of his own, is a little salty that Brad uh, here didn't didn't participate in the swimming portion of it and calls him a little puzzle boy, which I loved. It was good. Um, so Brad Brad took some heat on that as he should. Doesn't he also call him a Nancy boy? Yeah, he calls him Nancy all boy. sorts of bad. Yeah. 2007. No. Oh, going yeah. Talk. It's bad. It's it really made, ugly. It made a difference, but also. Who did they have swimming instead? They had the, the girl who couldn't make it out there and couldn't find her thing. Um, and had to swim back. Rebecca. Rebecca. Yeah. She yeah. couldn't do anything. And it was bad. That's not on. Okay, yes. That's not on Brad. This Brad said I Brad said I'm visually spatial. Point I get it. He's spatially creative. They got they have the, the Did you see the puzzle? 
The team needs to. I don't give. No, I didn't because I don't. Did they even get to the puzzle? No, because it was like two seconds. It was literally eight pieces. That was a map. It was the world map just in eight pieces. What? It was so simple. Someone needs to go, Rebecca. You can't swim out here better than Brad can. So we're gonna have you on the puzzle. Someone needs to do that. And there's that's the problem with Raro. There's no leadership. Exactly. But let that slide. No, he wouldn't. But you know what? Brad should have been like, you know what, Rebecca, you can't do the swim. Let me do it. Like that's who should have taken over. Yeah. So, you know, it's just it is what it is, but I really think Brad, Brad got to be better, man. Brad, Brad is, he's no bueno. And he's been saying some things too. I know we all heard it. I can't remember. I didn't write it down, but I know we all heard it. Brad, Brad is a question mark. He said every, he doesn't trust anybody on the tribe. Yeah. And he lets them know about it. There's some, there's some instances. Exactly. Okay. This, Who goes home? This is also where we got Adams. It's hard to soar like an eagle when you're surrounded by turbies. Yeah, out there on uh, This was a reward challenge, so nobody went home. We actually have an immunity challenge coming oh up God. here in a second. Um, nothing really happened in between, though, other than Ozzy catching a bird with his bare hands, and then Yule Savage. just going off and breaking his neck. Like, it's no big deal. Dude, um, Yule was like, nice job, Oz. Well, yeah, nice job. Want me to kill it? Sure, <laughs> yeah. let's do it. He's like, yeah, um, yeah I'll, I'll tend it. The immunity challenge was nothing too crazy, but a really, really important note in the immunity challenge was just how ripped Yule looked going down that zip line. Just oh, buff. I think it does have a note. Actually, you're a hundred percent right. Yule, amazing. That's when I send you guys the text message about. Michael. I would pay. I would pay big money to watch Michael Gutierrez on an island for thirty-one days, like for fifteen episodes. I would pay mm. big money with the shirt off, Woo, baby. I would fall apart real quick. That's the Yule's built for sustainability. You're not delivered specially by the gods. Yeah, the same gods that made you, baby. <laughs> but no, when Rero's going down this zipline, man, they're swinging. Awful decision. Their legs are hitting the water. Awful, awful form. Like they completely butchered this challenge and i too just shows that they're just smarter than everyone else so that's really what won the challenge well raro did technically win the challenge you know but that's what got them ahead in the challenge so that's really where i see that's what that's win. what matters that's <laughs> what matters raro came back from a big <laughs> deficit to win this one um and then i too goes to tribal ozzy was on the block this is kind of where Bryce, you were talking about why why would we consider Ozzy over Flicka? Um, Flicka ends up go- Flicka ends up going home though, which is the right decision. Just awful awful vote out. Just, Just they they have to make it for my, TV though. They have to make not it for worth TV. my not worth my time. Yep. All right. Just, episode nine. I for episode nine. I watched the previously on Survivor for this. Just a quick anecdote. It was over two minutes long. They don't even do previously on Survivor anymore because it takes up too much time of the episode and it, it's two minutes. Like the difference between season 13 and season whatever we're on right now is just gargantuan. It's amazing. Well, you also That's have crazy. a streaming, streaming world versus there's no other way for them to have seen what happened last week. True, true, very true. You know what? True. I really miss the old days though when you like had to sit down and be like Wednesday night and watching this with the fam. You I, I, I mean? gotta be there. I can't miss it. Yeah. And then you have like four people that you're watching with and it's it. It used to be such good feelings, you know? But to be fair, I mean, that's what we do. Yeah. I try to do it, but sometimes I just watch by myself. And I'm like, I kind of miss that. Like, when it's all you in one room. I always watch by myself, so I can't really. But at least I like yeah. for it. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, all right. So we, we get a, a whole lot of foreshadowing coming up in the next few minutes. Because um, first, we get... Yule, Penner, Candace, and Becky talking about getting Ozzy out, which is an interesting conversation. It's been recurring a lot. Then we get Candace saying that she wants to get with Parv and Adam when they uh, reunite at the merge. Then we get Penner saying to Candace that he wants the the four Caucasians at the final four. That that's where he says this actually. Um, not there's no way around it. Not a great look for our guy Penner. We love Penner. Not a great look. I do think. 
if we want to try and shine a positive spin on it, it seems like a pretty just transparent gameplay from him and not at all about race whatsoever, but just like, I want to build an alliance on some obvious sort of lines and this is the easiest yeah. one I can find. It was but original it just, tribes. like Yeah, but just imagine Survivor putting that on national television for a few million to people to watch dude, on Wednesday night in 2023. That's just... I, can't be- I would not imagine that. Yeah. I would not imagine that. That's... Dude, it was... This season is honestly... You know, it, it's kind of what makes the season great, but it's also what like is kind of the stain on this season in a way. Just the racial divide, like it's throughout the whole season, but it also brings so much to the season in a weird way. I don't know if that makes sense, but like it's let me interrupt you here because I already yeah. I already have done it. Um it makes it really difficult to sell people on because like when I first talk about Survivor, I want to talk about 13. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. they divide them up and they divide them up in these groups and they and you kind of have to just like brush over the fact that they divide them by race and it's a really cool mm-hmm. idea. But ultimately like it is really cool and instead of being bonded over a tribe name like instead of being like yeah the original tiki the original like you're like this is my like cultural group um i think that it does create these these alliances that are based more in the similarities than um than just like in a original bond yeah, and I think that shows like in some of these in these some of these decisions, like you're talking about the Caucasians, Harv, and then also like um Cowboy, last episode, you know, Cowboy's just very close to Yule, like, and that all comes down to like I trust Yule because he was part of my original tribe, he's part of my race. Like I feel like it it, it plays into the season, but it's also such a yeah, it's a it's a crazy concept and it brings out some some weird moments. I, I think the original tribe part of Cowboy trusting Yule is really what it is. We see people mm-hmm. make bonds in Survivor and they're always at the final tribal. I, I made this bond with them on day two. We stuck with it. I had to stab them in the back at the end. But what it's always on day two, on day three with my original tribe. Those are the bonds that get talked about the most. And yes, they happen to be because of race. I think the Cowboy Yule bond for the example you gave, that that's just because they happen to be together. Just because Survivor chose it to be by race doesn't mean anything i also want to say we've been dividing people up by race and having them compete every four years for a couple centuries now and no one had any problem with it and then jeff probes does it and it's an issue i mean come on he's just following in the olympics footsteps we can't we can't blame him for it this guy oh my goodness all right let's get this is why everyone tuned in we've taken i don't even know how long we've been recording it's been an hour and some change we're getting to the meet right now ladies and gentlemen it is time to talk mutiny. Let's get into it. I'm fucking so gassed, man. I, oh, I'm my fucking here. This, this is why we're here. This is why we watch. Where we make the money, baby. Oh, come on. All right. It, Jeff gets Jeff, right into it. There's no dilly dallying. He brings them out for the challenge. Everyone's on their mats, and he goes, all right, here's what we're going to do. I'm giving you the chance to mutiny. You got 10 seconds. He counts it down. 10, 9. We get all the way down to 2. Everyone's looking around. No one's going to do it. They're they're too scared. They're, they don't know what's happening on the other side. Three, two, Candace jumps. She looks pretty confident in it. One, Penner jumps. Last second, buzzer beater gets a shot off. Candace and Penner leave the I2 tribe, go over to the Raro tribe. I We have so much analysis to talk about. I want to, before we do that, I want to get in a quick time machine. Let's take this back to 2019. 2019 2020 let's take this back wouldn't that be fast forward would that not be forward nope we are currently in 2023 but like this 2007 you're you're not listening to me we're currently in 2023 we're gonna take a time machine back to 2019 2020 dog pound 610 east main street we're watching Mm -hmm. this for the first time the three of us plus our good friend andrew vickers we Mm -hmm. see these two members mutiny what was our reaction in that moment the first time we saw it we just we lost it right oh michael speak to it baby lost it i think that as i rewatched it and i think this is maybe the fourth or fifth time i've rewatched the season each time i'm more aware of how they set up this penner's uh, penner's understanding of his partnership with with candace but 
each time it just becomes a jaw dropping moment. And mm. I could not, I cannot begin to understand why Penner decided to do what he was doing, especially considering where the power was in that I2 tribe. They all understood mm. how big of a threat Ozzy was. They knew how big of a threat Ozzy was. And he completely bonded that group instead of he could have cut Ozzy out of the legs. Ozzy was gone next, no matter what we think. Yeah. Yep. And it was just. Oh, he had it set up. He really did. I think that's a great point. Also, like the way that Penner stepped off the mat, it was like his feet stepped off and his body was like still there. It was like, Ooh. A, like, wow, that's analysis for you, ladies and gentlemen. Like, he was not ready to leave, but he made the decision. And no, he did. And like, I, it, it, it's fascinating. And watching those long discussions they had in the forest about, I want these final four. I want these final four. It was just like they set it up so perfectly. And if if you can't watching this the first time, it's hard to appreciate what this is. This is the only time they do this in Survivor history, folks. Like this is the only time they've done the mutiny. And it set it up for to have a tribe with double the amount of numbers as the other tribe. Like that's insane. That's in- insanity. Not even to speak what Michael already said with how crazy that it is that Penner went with Candace. Also, such that, a such a risky move. Like, what? When were they going to draw the line? Like, could oh, they have had seven people mutiny or like five. That's what I. That's what I. Every time I rewatch it, that's what I always come back to. What if it was eleven on one after this? Like, what if the numbers were just completely off? Like, how does Survivor? Do they just say, "Well, good mutiny"? Now it's a merge. Or like, how do they? What do they do <laughs> next? I think they just they try and scratch it. They're like, listen. Everyone walk out. We're going to walk back in and we're going to change this up. Or, or it's 11 V one. The tribe of 11 has to pick blind. They don't know what they're doing. They're going in blind. They have to pick one challenger to go up against the other person. And it's just a one V one for immunity. Either that person's going home or the 11 have to vote someone. out. <laughs> but the other thing is they must've done all types of psychological studies. They knew that Yule and Ozzy were not switching totally mm. so they're like they, you know what like what's the worst that could happen we have two of the biggest studs ever on mm-hmm. one five and that's it and also nate and brad were not like these guys like it seemed they were like you're saying they're very set in in this oh we are i2 we are railroad yeah it was yeah and also just so predictable the eyes that adam like the 2007 flirty eyes that Adam and Candace <laughs> were making at each other in tribals and at events. It was like Candace was gone the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And I hate that so much because I, lo- I really do like Candace as a player and, and it's really cringe to watch her spoiler. She comes back. She, she plays again. It's so cringe to watch her in the season um, for those reasons. I think that she thinks kind of, she kind of falls into a stereotype that I don't think she actually belongs in. Mm-hmm. And I think this is her best opportunity to win i think the next season she plays is not she doesn't have a very much chance so she really kind of spoiled the bag here yeah can we get into this yeah let's keep it moving because there's a lot more to come i want to talk about this challenge yeah dude it's another just out of left field let's do let's just cause as much discomfort as possible is what they were saying in the producer's room let's just see what we can do dude concussion test should have been run after this like what concussion wait on the spins yes over the over the barrels over the sticks honestly your generation is soft oh my god (laughs) my generation i'm the baby boomers aren't soft man (laughs) (laughs) oh dude okay and also another example harv of how ozzy is just smarter he goes underwater and he holds on to the rope and he, he pulls them along in the in the line. Dude, versus dude. dumbasses or like a doggy paddle. Uses his feet to pinch the freaking barrel. Not like a oh, it's like a raft and it's easy, you can latch in here. It is a barrel. It's yeah. massive. He uses his feet to control that. And then he freaking Tarzan climbs hand over hand across a rope underwater while holding his breath. He's not human. It's he got, unbelievable. He got four flags and three dives. Yes. Like, they're expecting someone to at least miss one. Like, honestly, that's what Survivor 
like producers are hoping for. Like he's he's so good. He literally wins this challenge by himself. Yeah. He's crazy. 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 This oh. is Ozzy's goaded. And I love that they incorporate water. I love when survivor challenges have water in it. And I feel like this is a fun survivor challenge where it's kind of difficult, you know? Yeah. And I like that. It's not just the normal swim out, grab something, swim back. There's just, there's something going on. Exactly. It's a great, it's it's a great season for challenges, man. We've been saying it the whole time. Um, Okay. I too, like we've been saying completely dominates the challenge. Rero trying to swim out. Ozzy, like we said, easily hand over hand gets there in a straight line. Rero just gets blown off course by the wind and they don't even get out there. I two wins by so much. I two uh, finishes the puzzle, whatever it was. And then Ozzy and Yule just getting pumped up, fist fist pumping, and Ozzy goes over to the people that sat out the challenge for Raro and stares at them and grimaces and yells, mutineers are the first people to die. Just yeah. get it. He's pissed. Pissed. And there's some fight in him, and he, he just had not shown that before. He'd just kind of been complacent. I think that he thought, and it was a perfect way to play the game because no one thought of him as a true, true, true threat. They were just like, oh, he's, he's very athletic. But like, this was the spark. And it's like, you did not want to fire. He wants guy. it. Yeah. yeah. They he's saw got him that, in a different light. He's got that, that killer instinct. Harv, that's really unfortunate because I have that quote written down to say later in the episode. Oh, tough. I've stolen a couple of them. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Oh, bummer. We were all going to remember. But yeah. Um, I would, I, I mean, he just absolutely kills it. I think this is kind of the start of it, but I wanted to say that Sundra was literally their next vote out. They said Ozzy or Sundra really was the question. And it was, who do we vote out first? And then she's crying after, and she's saying that um, they're so close. And I've never felt so close to somebody as, as this group right here. And it's like, she was about to go home. Like, she was kind of, was she oblivious to it? Like, was she just like, whatever? I don't, I don't, well, EK, if she was not, I think that the argument should be that she wasn't oblivious, that would make her so happy. I guess so, but she's like, I'm so close to them. I felt like she wasn't close, very close to them to begin with. Because they were like, yeah, Sundra's next. Like, we want to get Ozzy out, but like. Sundra was at the start of this episode. They said Sundra's name first. And whenever they were going off and talking, she was never with them. Exactly. Like she was kind of in this weird position. She got blessed here. She really did. I love Sundra watching the start of the season over. She really played the start, but she got really blessed here. Fair. I love Sundra as well. Yeah. I said it's just, they all felt pretty abandoned. Not 25 minutes before. It's Mm -hmm. trauma. It's trauma bonding. Trauma bonding. Maybe. We know we know um, seven about trauma bonding boys. Yeah, I was gonna say I didn't really fuck with you guys before we went to Colorado. <laughs> um, all right. So Candace goes to exile. Pretty easy choice for the I2 tribe. They they didn't think about it too long. Um, and then we go to the Raro tribe, and Jonathan is sitting there talking about how he's really happy to be there and be a team player and work with everyone, and they're all just kind of side-eyeing each other like what the fuck is this guy doing we didn't invite him over why is he crashing the party um which was just awkward and and fun because it's it's just that's survivor man you just make decisions and then things just don't go your way and penner thought he was doing the right thing and it just very instantly we came to the conclusion like nope that is not going to play 100 100 but it's what he wanted to do really like truthfully that's what oh my goodness bless you thank you Goodness gracious. It's what he wanted to do. That's all I was going to say. But I wanted to say one thing. Candace, when she came back, Penner, the first thing he said was, at least it wasn't raining or something like that. And I thought that was hilarious because she was just at exile. And he's like, you know what? It wasn't even that hard. Suck it up. Yeah. Rub some salt in it. Penner's really good at getting the, the last word in. Exactly. Um. Up next, we have the immunity challenge. This is one of... For me, at least, like this challenge stands out probably the most of any challenge for some reason. If I think season 13 Cook Islands, I think of the cannonball drop challenge. Do you guys have the same uh, affinity to it or is it kind of a middle tier one for you guys? It, it, so, it's one that I'm reminded of every time I watch it, but no, I'm I'm actually yeah not super big of a, I know this is a big like, I'll be on Survivor YouTube and it's like, 
five yeah. times players hacked challenges. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Right. exactly. But it really is like it is a it's a huge challenge. It's honestly, I would say the one with the barrel comes to mind before this one. But I would well, that's what I was gonna say is this episode. And honestly, for the barrel challenge, for me at least, it's more of Ozzy's reaction after the challenge that I remember more mm-hmm. so than the challenge itself. I just remember they goaded it, and it was yeah, like they exactly just went out and get did it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but anyway, it is a it is a good challenge. It's a it's a really good challenge because you will goats it, and it, it's again just like Ozzy throwing the club ahead of him and then swimming after it. It's so simple, but instead of using the really awkward and complicated target that survivors set up for them he was like how about i just look where i'm trying to drop the cannonball and drop it there it's really simple and then he just does it and it works and it's perfect also i do remember flashback to 2020 2021 when 2020 when um when we were watching this i remember how demoralized i was because i was rooting for i2 so fucking hard yes <laughs> i remember how demoralized i was watching penner look back and put his fist in the air like yeah we got our second one I don't know if you remember yeah. that moment. I was so pissed at Penner. And yeah. I was so mad. I was like, fuck, they're going to vote someone out. Like, I just hated this. And for them to come back at that one, especially after they blew the lead for immunity in the last one, it was um, it was just like, this is when I felt bonded together with I2 truly. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's bars. Yeah. I, I, I think that Penner, when he says, shush, Jeff, or whatever, or uh, shut it, it's so, so good. good. So oh, good. Please, Jeff. Oh, please. Oh, it's so good. But I also, um, when I just watched I2 out there, I just think of Michael sitting up there on that front left where Ewell was, shirt off, you know, six-pack show, <laughs> looking good as hell. And he, he goes, guys, I can see it. And I just imagine me, Harv, and Vic sitting in the thing going, shush, shush. Yeah, yeah, oh. we got it. Oh. <laughs> I can spot it. I can spot it. Through yeah, a- we're like, shut Michael. <laughs> Gosh, dude, it was so great watching. The- oh, so great. <laughs> also, it looked like it just looked like a harder challenge than than we'll ever give it credit for, too. It looked very different. Oh, dude, they had to put that so square on. It was yeah. kind of watching it back. I was like, this I would move, these, would move these, these cannonballs. I noticed if they they should shoot it from a little bit behind to let it kind of push up, or at least that's what Rero was doing. They were shooting a little bit behind and pushing it up. But I mean, that's impossible, damn near. Yeah. And so after this challenge, I think we need to we we call Adam out on his BS often enough. We need to give him and mostly Nate some credit when they have some good ideas. And they had one here uh, in terms of how they should approach this vote out first vote post mutiny when they kind of have some awkwardness. They say. The, the tribe consensus is probably we should vote out Jonathan because no one really wants him here. But they say, no, we shouldn't do that because Jonathan can't really go back to the I2 tribe. We know post-merge he's going to be loyal to us, whereas someone like Brad theoretically could go back to the I2 tribe. One of the main reasons they have for this is that Brad was on the same uh, original tribe as Ghoul and Becky. But um, it's, it's at least somewhat smart thinking. Like they think they can pull Jonathan it's, in and, and trust to vote more so than Brad. That's a good way to think about it. It is a good way of thinking about it. And like for for um Adam, like Jonathan's with him, and it makes more sense because Brad is he's mentioned it a couple times that he could flip. He said he doesn't trust people in the tribe. Like it is a good piece of strategy. You're definitely right. And I I I I'm a Adam hater. I'm a Nate semi fan, but I don't know. I feel like this is this kind of proves something I didn't think that they had. I I, I liked it. I I would say that it's the most logical thing that Adam has said the entire time, and it's not even close. But he also flips on it in half a second when he finds out that Penner was plotting to oh, yeah. exile. Which is also just goes to show the level of immaturity that we're dealing with here. Yep. But like, if you just have stuck to that thought. And granted, you know, like, again, let's pretend I don't know what happens to tribal council. Like, if he could have just been convicted for two nights about making Penner feel comfortable, letting him into the alliance, just because he had the right thought, I think it would have been a really good thing for him. 
Absolutely. Yeah. The only other note here is uh, post challenge. This is the first time that Candace and Adam reunite since the mutiny since she was in exile, and they waste no time getting back to their flirting ways. They just. Yeah. And Brad Brad goes home. That's all I was going to say. Yeah, Brad goes home. That's the end of the episode. It's it's an action packed. Stretch here, Brad, man. Yes. In the middle of the season. Real quick, though, Brad, Brad didn't do himself. Nope, he didn't do no. himself favors. I don't. An individual, and they were being really like, of course, it's an individual game, but they chose like this is a this is when we start seeing people kind of go with like they they're looking for shit to vote you out versus I don't think that they had to make those hard decisions earlier. I think they were looking for reasons to vote Brad out, and whatever those were, I don't think they were why they voted him out. But I don't know, it just was weird vote out but he didn't do himself any favors at all he really didn't it was bad so i think think that wraps it up for probably the most one of the most iconic two or three episode runs of survivor that there is this is this special stuff we're talking about people i don't want to i just lose the forest for the trees here let's let's remember how one thousand percent i just have to say like if you don't have this in your top 10 right like i have this in my top five if you don't have it in your top 10 i i I want to have a conversation because oh, like, yeah. hey, listen to the pod. If you don't have it in your top 10, listen to the pod. If you still don't have it in your top 10, just don't don't leave a comment. We don't want to hear. Yeah, from you. you can text Andrew Harvey. Yeah. All right. So I have some quotes for you guys. Yeah, yeah let's do it. I have actually 10 because I was looking through my notes and I always keep quotes. So I added a couple just to see how you're on your toes or not. OK, Love so I'm going to give you a quote. Just you tell me who said to- it. To save Michael and myself, and mostly myself, some embarrassment, I'm just going to read off all the players that are in the game (laughs) at this point. It's not Um, a bad idea. So Brad technically is in the game. Flicka went home in this stretch of episodes. No, one of these is from episode two. Oh, okay. Well, then, never mind. I'll be embarrassed. Let me pull up the raw. No, the first couple, your first couple, you'll be good. Um, But I just want to say, Michael... Harv's kind of on a run recently. He had SBs. He's got trivia. Well, I think the SBs was a, an asterisk. Yeah, that one's contested. Okay. It's an asterisk, but it's a 0. 0.5 in my kicked mind. Ass. He kicked our ass in the other one. There's nothing else to he say. He did. He kind of went off. So I'm just saying, let's see where, how we do here. Okay. First, I quote. really pride myself in knowing the answers to Bryce's random trivia questions. It's something that I've practiced <laughs> a long time for, and I really appreciate that it's paying off. Shit, I lost my, my quote. Um. Oh, here it is. Metal is my culture. Hispanic isn't my culture. <laughs> Billy. This one was par. <laughs> all right, all right. So started you guys off with a softball there. Also, like, that's also a very cool thing because... It, it, we can laugh about it, but it also is like a very profound statement in, in a number of other ways. People seek refuge in a lot of cool ways. Coming from Billy, it's absolutely hilarious. Though. Michael, I would love nothing more than to play to you yourself when we listened to that quote the first time. Oh, stupid. <laughs> We're talking mad shit. <laughs> cool, like in the context of like when it's not coming from Billy. It's cool. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. Like, this is fucking ridiculous. And yeah. when he professes his love for someone 10 seconds later, <laughs> he doesn't even know. It's tough to take it with a grain of salt. Oh, man. That's hilarious. Okay, the second one's kind of a layup as well. You can bury Yao Ming in that trench. <laughs> yes. I, well, I want Michael to answer first because I don't think he knows. You can bury Yao Ming in that trench. Yeah. I'm going to go with Nate. Harf, this is why I listen to the pod, man. Jonathan <laughs> Penner. Yep. Michael, Michael doesn't listen to the pod. Exposed. I don't. Michael, I don't if you listen to the our, pod, I don't want to our listener numbers. Michael, last episode, I told you, I I said that you should speak less, and you never text me, so that's how I know you didn't don't listen to the pod. You said I should speak less. You got just go listen to the last episode. Just the that first. Just fucked up. Just the intro. Just the intro. Okay, let's move on. (laughs) All right. So my quotes. Hmm. The quote is, do we vote off Jonathan before we vote off Sundra? 
Ooh. It's 2-1 right now, Harv. 2-1? How? Because you just got the last one wrong. He said Penner and you said Nate. Yeah, but he didn't necessarily get the first one right. True, I did say Parv. It could be 1-1. One, one. Okay, 1-1. One, one. Let's have a ball game. 2-1. I agree. Okay. Uh, Do we vote off Jonathan before we vote off Sundra? I'm going to go with Cowboy. Parv? I thought the obvious answer was Yule, and so I think Bryce is trying to trick us, and I'm going to go with Becky. It was Yule. Damn it! <laughs> yeah. No, that, that, hey, they were both on the same, both of your guesses were on the tribe, so that, yeah, I, we're, we were there. Round of applause for that. All right, 2 1. All right. We can make a peanut butter sandwich tonight for dinner. Mm. Oh, that's Parv. That's Parv. Yeah, good job. 3 2. All right. I can do <laughs> I can do puzzles like the back of my hand. Okay. Next. All right, four three. Um, wait, wait. Actually, is that Brad? Because I'm not hundred percent on that. Yeah, it's yeah, Brad. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Brad wanted to take a back seat and be puzzle boy. <laughs> <laughs> if I Nate. get this wrong because I didn't get the Yao Ming one, then I'm all right. Be... Five four. No, I got more. I got more. We can find more. Okay. I'm determined to not be the guy who made the move too late. That one, I know who that is. Harv, do you know who that is? Ooh. Mm. We have had a competition in this. Is this... it Penner? It is Penner. Fuck. I will... and, also Harv, and also, Harv, don't, don't answer questions with questions, please, next time. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. No, you're right. That's six, five. Yeah. Right. Six, six, five. All right. Um, well, that's a bad one. So, mutineers are the first people to die, man. Don't answer that. We cut that one. But I have that. Um, well, it would be an understatement to say this game has taken a dramatic turn. I have a guess. I don't know who that is, I think. Who do you think, Michael? I think that that one's... Wait. Yeah, say it. Say it, because oh. I have the same. I have the same guess, yeah. I think it's Jack. I think it's Jeff. It is Jeff. <laughs> there you go. Seven six. You guys are on fire. All right. When you see these people's families, it really hits you that these are real people you were dealing with. People with hopes, dreams, aspirations. Great quote, man. Hit me with the quote one more time. When you see these people's families, it really hits you that these are real people you're dealing with. People with hopes, dreams, aspirations. Well read. Um, yeah, I was going to say, the second time you read that, you put a little inflection on it. <laughs> I'm uh, trying to make this a ball game. I think that I know who this one is. Go okay. for it. Yeah, you, you know go for it. I think Harv yeah, definitely does. I do. I do. Is it Sandra? It's Yule. It is Yule. Lame. Eight six. Shoot. I think that's it, isn't it? Can we got both? one more. One more. Oh, nice. Great. <laughs> you, must, you must be smoking some good stuff if you think yeah, you're coming uh-huh. to uh-huh. our tribe to stir up some waters. Hey, I know this one. Do you know this one? Is it Nate or Adam? Nate? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it, it, is, it is Nate. It is Nate. That doesn't count. That doesn't count. <laughs> that doesn't, final. doesn't count. <laughs> final score, Harv with the win, 8-7. Fuck you. Wait. It's eight seven. Do you want another one? Vegas had us at minus one and a half, so I won. No, <laughs> there we go. There we go. Oh, cheers to that. Well, that's all the quotes I got for you. Hey, I you guys got basically all of those. That's that's really good. It means you're paying attention, Michael. No, no more of the the five Ks with the with the survivor and the AirPods. I know, I know. Where I'm starting. Have you been watching or you've been listening? I'm watch. Now it's got, I mean, I didn't know where mutiny was happening, and I just was, I didn't know it could be at any turn, so I had to pay attention. I love that. There we go. So, how right. many, how many more episodes of this season do we have? Four. Four. I don't um, know. That's a guess. No, we have episode 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. So, six. Okay. So, two more episodes. Two more when, pod episodes. When, when 
Probe said you were guaranteed a one and did he say one in eleven chance? Ten. I was like, I think he yeah. said he oh, said 11. eleven. I was like, wow, it feels like there's seven people left right now. The yeah. the next episode has two people going home. Ooh, there we go. Yep, hey, there's a, there's a tease. So friends, do you know when Survivor 45 is on? Ooh, is it September 27th? Oh. Is that right? Michael Nailed. knows Survivor, hey, baby. Hey, hey. <laughs> Come on, baby. Hey, Bruce is back, and they have a kid, an uh, uh, engineer. He's a computer engineer from Seattle. Let's go. I'm excited. They're on the same tribe, too. I'm excited. Is that my, why my coworker was out for two months last year? No, exactly. He's just, <laughs> it's just going to be him on the screen. You had no idea. <laughs> Oh, love it, man! Right. We want to just in- buckle up and enjoy Paramount Plus again. Great partners for us. That's where you can catch all the episodes. Um, and can we give a shout out to Michael? You know, the plug. He stayed yeah. up late tonight, dude. Two hours oh. past your bedtime. I'm proud of you. Um, Ran a 5K today. We gotta stop. Dude's exhausted. We gotta stop doing all this. But it's all right. West Coast rules the world, apparently, in the podcasting business. Yes, <laughs> this guy who showed up twenty minutes late. <laughs> <laughs>